Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Female Health Podcast. I'm Mary Jo, your host, and thank you so much for listening so far. I just want to say a huge thank you so far for everyone who's listened. Last week, I was in the top 10 uh, nutrition charts in Ireland, and I couldn't believe it. I was so happy, and it's for everyone who's listening, I can't believe that it's gotten there, and uh, I'm so thrilled and I really, really appreciate everyone who has listened to it and got it there. So um, it, it's really nice though to know that people find um, it useful or helpful to listen to it that, and that obviously if it got there, um, it's doing well enough. So I'm really glad about that. Um, but yeah, thank you anyway. That's just what I wanted to say. I really, really am humbled about that. And hopefully that you'll continue to listen and enjoy the episodes. Today I'm just chatting, um, it's kind of a random one, just a bit of stuff that has come through even on Instagram and with my own clients that I'm seeing a lot. Um, and I want to touch ba- touch um, on stress and hormones and a little bit on PCOS. So uh, that's what I'm going to going to cover today. So stress, I suppose, is something that we talk about a lot nowadays particularly with what's going on in the world um, and all that's happening. It's, I feel it's a word that's thrown about a lot. I suppose it's important to understand the, t- the difference between acute stress and chronic stress. Acute stress is like a short-term stress that we need and it's really, really helpful in moments where we need to make decisions uh, or we need to run away from danger. Um, it, it, we need that short burst of adrenaline and cortisol to pump through our, our muscles and our brain and our heart to get us going and thinking sharply so I suppose like even in terms of interviews or presentations you might be feeling a bit clammy and sweaty and nervous but again that's also helpful because you're getting that that's a sign your adrenaline is pumping through and your heart rate's a bit more elevated but it's getting you to think sharply and clearly to perform at your best so we do need that bit of stress hormones to keep us going similarly you do need that stress hormone in a dangerous situation if you need to run away from something if a dog is chasing you and you want that burst of adrenaline to run to your legs so you can get away from that situation as fast as possible the difference between that and say chronic stress is when cortisol and adrenaline are being secreted on a frequent nearly a daily basis and this happens because there are so much uh, small stressors that start to accumulate in our life and we also become less resilient to adapting to stress and it's like the the scale or the baseline is moving up and up and up so you know your cortisol level and adrenaline are low and slowly by over time as these stresses start to add up and you're needing to release these hormones on a daily basis the scale keeps moving up so whenever say for example something small happens your 
cortisol is already high. So that extra secretion is just really making you feel so alert, jumpy. And it's kind of then you're in the state of overwhelm. So that like feeling of just angstiness and, you know, anxiousness, fast heart rate, jumpiness. So if you're someone who kind of nearly jumps when someone talks to you um, from behind or something that can be a sign that you're just in a state of overwhelm not always but it's just an example for me I would be like that if I was ever you know um quite angsty or nervous and someone would come up to me from behind I jump I'm quite a jumpy person and I would have always had um been going through stress like that would I'm going to talk about my own personal experience but like I would have been someone who didn't realize I had a lot of stresses going on but I did and over time all these accumulated and I would have certainly had symptoms of high cortisol and um you know secret and high adrenaline as well so in terms of just kind of understanding the difference between the two there's the acute and chronic and chronic is like the the when there's an issue when you're constantly releasing uh, adrenaline and cortisol and this is impacting then your digestion it's your imp- impacting your immune system and um, it's impacting your reproductive system as well and like reducing and interfering with ovulation ovulation and affecting your fertility and all of that and then obviously if you're not ovulating you're not making progesterone which is like your anti-anxiety hormone so it's all kind of coming together that way and um you can just see how it interferes with every aspect of your body, not just, I suppose, I think we think of stress as just being, a, you know, a small thing that we have to deal with, but the, it has a lot of consequence, consequences on other areas of our body hugely. It's like one of the main things I work with with clients firstly before anything else is looking at their stress levels. So I hope that like helps a little bit with determining the differences between acute and chronic stress and and how it's okay to have a little bit of acute stress but it's that chronic stress over time that needs to be managed because it's going to start having effects on your health so I suppose like if someone had asked me four or five years ago was there much stress in my life I would have laughed at them and said what no not a chance I'm absolutely grand like for me stress meant trauma or something really bad happening and you know I'd have to be you know, I just thought it had to be a big event or something like that for it to be considered stress. But when I look back at my life, say four or five years ago, there was actually like a lot of things happening. And in exclusion, one of those would have been okay. But the accumulation of them all together definitely started to kind of get to me and affect my health. So I suppose I was on the pill for one thing. Um, I was in a relationship that was... um. In, I was in, it was incompatible relationship at that time um I was working in a job that did not align with my values I really did enjoy it um it just did not serve me well at all um and definitely did bring me stress but again I wouldn't have considered that like being a factor in how I was feeling or I, would, I wouldn't have said I was stressed um I just got on with it I was very much a yes person in that job and took on a lot um, to kind of please people and just do what I thought I had to do and um, I was also then studying for a master's at the time um, in nutrition and I was doing a four-hour commute every day which is definitely a factor in my stress like that road rage I was getting was unbelievable and then I also wasn't eating enough looking after myself I wasn't sleeping I was enough I wasn't um 
you're definitely not eating well enough and I wasn't doing like good exercise or enough exercise and wasn't looking after my mental health at all which is so ironic I was studying for a master's in nutrition and I just it did not register with me that like I would need to do this because I just felt I'm young and healthy and fine you know and I just I did not sit back for one moment and think when I was doing all of that those things in my life that perhaps they were not making me feel good or they weren't supporting me I never I just continued every day to go on with them even though the symptoms and signs were starting to show up more and more and um, like for the most obvious ones were not being able to get out of bed in the morning and it wasn't a laziness thing it was because I was always a good riser it was it just started to happen gradually that I just like mornings I could not get out of bed and I was like what is going on I was I just I nearly wanted to call in sick to work because I was so tired like I just couldn't get out of bed and at night time I would not be able to sleep I just couldn't sleep I'd be tired I would actually be very very tired but I'd be wired I just couldn't sleep and I didn't realize that at the time but that was a sign that my cortisol was completely imbalanced cortisol should be high in the morning that gets you out of bed and feeling alert and it should be low at night that gets you winding down and feeling um tired and ready to sleep however mine was all over the place and that was one of the obvious signs the others were um like I started noticing at night like maybe a little bit more like my heart was racing really really fast um, and I'd be getting like palpitations and stuff like that I was getting a little bit more like tremors in my hands and um, whenever I used to get up out of my seat I'd start to get like really dizzy um, just for like a moment and I'd be seeing like say black and white and stuff like that and again that was just like my blood pressure was very low and again that can happen with um, cortisol imbalances and things like that um, I was getting cold sores all of the time and like I would get cold sores whenever I'm like run down or stressed but like it was every two weeks I just could not get rid of them um, and then I think the thing that triggered it most for me and of course it was someone comment commenting on my appearance someone just said to me um, no not even someone a few people in work were saying oh you look great you lost weight and I did kind of notice it in myself that my clothes were fitting a lot looser um, but didn't pass any remarks I thought maybe it was in my head but then people were saying it to me in work and that was what triggered it for me I was like okay that's weird I'm eating more crap than ever I'm eating high energy foods that like would normally I put on weight with um, why am I losing weight and I, then I started to think I'm actually not feeling that great either I feel really low in energy don't feel my best I'm constantly run down my cold sores are like endless so I think that's what triggered it for me that okay right there's something not right here but up until that point I was kind of just going on with things and not even thinking there was anything really wrong but they were all symptoms of stress and high cortisol now I went to the doctor and got a blood test done and it turned out I had Graves disease which is a thyroid condition that basically pumps out excess thyroid hormones and gives rise to a lot of those symptoms like the anxiety the heart rate fast heart rate palpitations tremors and then also um it just accelerates your metabolism so like you're burning more calories than you're consuming so like I just no matter what I ate it was just being burned at a lot faster rate so I couldn't hold on to, I was just losing weight very quickly um and that was one of the, the most 
like obvious physical symptoms because that people really started to notice like over time um, and obviously myself I noticed it but like yeah that was a really obvious one uh, for me but the point is like that that was this, the point is I suppose that I was going through all of that stress that I didn't think was stress they were just like what I had to do every day they were in my normal day-to-day jobs that I had to do but it was causing a massive effect on my body on my adrenal glands pumping out cortisol and there's a massive link between high cortisol levels and high stress and Graves disease and while I may have had a genetic predisposition to it most likely I did it definitely was triggered by all of the stress that was going on in my life and my there wasn't much um I wasn't doing much for my body to help it be resilient I suppose which is what I would do now like I can't remove stress from my life but I can definitely help my body become more resilient to stress and so I suppose like that's just an example of how stress can really first look like in terms of like it doesn't have to be trauma it can just be your regular things that you're doing every day and also like the physiological effects it has like on what it does to your heart rate your digestion your energy and your your sex drive and your sex hormones you know it just lowers all of those and just raises your heart rate and raises your um yeah for me it raised my heart rate anyway and it, but it does that for most people because it perceives that you're in a state of danger and yeah it just accelerated then the thyroid condition that I have not everyone is going to get a thyroid condition you know from having um a high stress in their lives but it will most likely impact them in some way it will impact their reproductive system impact fertility impact ovulation impact their digestion their ability to absorb and digest food and um, all of these type of things and then they're just feeling that kind of bit more anxious more often than they had before and so if you're someone who's like noticing that they feel more anxious more often um that would be a sign that you're kind of getting more into a chronic state of stress and the cortisol has been elevated at a much higher level so we kind of have like different axes in the in the body like that control our, our nervous system so there's the hpa axis which is your hypothalamus which is in your brain and your pituitary axis there um, and your adrenal axis which is sits just above your kidneys and they that controls your um your nervous system and when that is i suppose overactivated and active all the time that's really kind of putting pressure on other areas of your body so that's going to interfere with your thyroid hormones it's going to interfere with your ovarian hormones um, and it's going to reduce your ability then to make progesterone which is like your anti-anxiety hormone so I suppose trying to think of it in a simple way it's like a pathway or a crossroads uh, no let's say a v in the road so you've got one it's going uh, two different directions so cortisol if cortisol is required your your body is going to make it's going to prioritize cortisol if you're feeling stressed and if there's things going on if it needs more energy if it needs more higher blood sugars it's going to make more cortisol while if your body is feeling more relaxed and calm it would then start to make more progesterone which is what you need more of anyway so both of those hormones your sex hormones and your stress hormones are all made from cholesterol so like if cholesterol has to make the decision it will choose to make cortisol if it feels the body is under stress and it needs more cortisol to be made. While if you're controlling your body well, as in managing it well in terms of stress and you're nourishing it well with good foods and you're sleeping well and you're not putting too much pressure on it, it will 
go on to make more progesterone that way. So that will then in turn lead to you feeling even better and more. Um, it's an antidepressant really, it's an anti-anxiety hormone and it increases the um, happy and relaxing neurotransmitters um, that, you, that we need to make more of like GABA and serotonin. So trying to think of it that way, that like, it's like a, a V in the road and the cholesterol is going to decide what it's going to make. Is it going to make a cortisol or is it going to make progesterone? So um, really, really important to be looking after your, your stress for so many different reasons. And because it eventually will come to affecting your your, your sex hormones and your digestion and your mood and your energy levels and your libido and your irritability and all of this kind of thing and I suppose when it comes to PMS and if you're someone who's getting say irritable or anxious uh, emotional fatigued they'd all be really they'd all be signs that your progesterone is low and your progesterone progesterone is most likely low due to um well firstly you're not ovulating or if you have ovulated, you can still have low enough progesterone if you're needing more cortisol to keep up with the stress that's going on in your body. So the less stress that you put on your body, the more it can make um, progesterone instead, which is much, much more better for the body. So um, the more progesterone you have, basically, the better. So for women who are experiencing that kind of emotional kind of feeling towards PMS at PMS time, like for me, that would be my main PMS symptom. I get like emotional and I really notice that like I'd be the stereotypical person that would cry at anything on TV um at that time I just cry all of the time like a puppy ad I'd feel really sad at like and I could I'm just really emotional at that time and like sometimes more than others and again I can always pinpoint it to being how my month was was I really really stressed or did I look after myself well did I drink more alcohol this month and um, I can always nearly pinpoint it to how I looked after my body and on my mind that month so that's one thing that happens to me uh, the other would be an an anxiety as well I was noticed just feeling like that um that trembliness again and again like I suppose having the thyroid issue before now I don't have that the way I had it years ago it's much much better now but it's something that I suppose I'll always have to mind so like I do notice I can get very trembly at times and I straight away I know right okay there's something not right now because my cortisol is elevated and it's just like pumping the hormones out so I need to really like whatever do something to look after myself and I will discuss a few things that you can do to look after yourself um, and what like areas to look at um, at the end of this but when it comes to the PMS things like those emotional kind of feelings like the the teariness and the irritability and the rage and um, things like that that would be a sign of like low progesterone and um, even a drop in estrogen so the drop in estrogen is pretty normal after the um after you ovulate but like the progesterone is meant to come to the rescue and kind of shelter you from that drop off and really helps you kind of balance feel more balanced and grounded yes you're going to feel a little bit more fatigued and that is fine and that's normal but that those feelings of like real maybe like anxiousness and like a lot of emotions and teariness I suppose they'd be signs that maybe you're just slightly not you're make, not making enough progesterone so when it comes to making progesterone 
looking after your stress is number one like there's nothing else that like it's it's absolutely number one firstly to make sure that you're ovulating and secondly so you're not stealing progesterone um, and pregnenolone which is the other hormone that makes progesterone to um, make more cortisol that is not what you want to happen you want to be putting all of your resources into making progesterone so you're feeling your best you're feeling calm you're feeling grounded and you're feeling relaxed and content and um, yes you may be feeling a little bit more introverted and yes you may be feeling a little bit more fatigued but th- that's absolutely fine that goes with the the flow and the drop in the estrogen but the progesterone as I say comes to that rescue and shelters you from the irritability and it shelters you from feeling anxious and emotional and things like that so really really important if you're having those PMS symptoms frequently and often to look at your stress before anything else look at stress how what is going on in your life consider your relationships consider who you're spending your time with consider are you making time to talk to people are you making time to socialize and interact with people that make you feel good that uplift you are you enjoying your job does it drain you do you feel just shattered from it or emotionally and physically fatigued from it um are you at a laptop all day do you make, take time for yourself do you do something for yourself in that day do you eat well do you sleep well do you exercise all of these things have an effect on your stress and like the and your um ability to build up I suppose a resilience to, to cope with stress which is the main thing you want to do I suppose everyone has a cup that um they have like a threshold for stress some are smaller than others for me I definitely have a low threshold I'm very much like can be upset easily with stress like it doesn't take much to get me stressed and while somebody else can just feel absolutely fine with a lot of stress and it would take a lot for them to feel very overwhelmed so it is important to know your thresholds as well but it's just doing I always say to someone or my clients make sure you do something for yourself every day it doesn't have to be massive but like do something for yourself that like fills your cup up a little bit and makes you feel good and yeah like have like a cup for um feeling good and like building up resilience to stress as well so really increasing your threshold as well so whether that is just like a walk outside whether it's having like I don't know a cup of tea and chatting to a friend it doesn't have to be anything like sitting under a tree and doing some form of meditation anything like that it doesn't have to be completely woo-woo it can just be something that makes you feel good uh, even if it's just like getting that quick release of endorphins from buying something online, not saying, I'm not recommending that all of the time. I'm looking for that quick hit. I'm not recommending that, but that can make you feel good on, say, the low day sometimes. And sometimes you do need that kind of quick spurt of feeling good. But trying to do something that like just makes your body and mind feel good. Like walks are great. Talking with friends are great. Uh, so interacting with people and uh, making the effort to do those kind of things are, are really good for your soul, really. And um, so. There, there would be some like personal recommendations to if you're not looking at those areas to really start considering that right now obviously right now more than ever with lockdowns and like that kind of isolation that we're feeling very important to kind of have some form of to be like trying to keep a resilience there like for coping with stress because 
it's very easy to get knocked back right now and that threshold has definitely been spilling over with all of the constant updates of more lockdowns and things like that so like they can affect some people more than others due to the impact that they have on their lives which are completely understandable so having some form of whether it's a routine like routine can really work for people to feel less stressed and feel like they're in a little bit of control as well that can really help right now and just doing that little thing for yourself every day that just makes you feel a little bit good that gives you kind of a spark I suppose um you're not going to get that every day I totally get that I'm not expecting that but trying to do something that you know you can turn to in a moment of feeling a bit anxious or down or whatever as well they're important things to do the more you do these the the better you'll start to um, cope with stress because you're you're kind of doing something that brings down those stress hormones every single day. So they're going to be individualized for each person. So it's just trying to identify with what works best for for you. Um, I suppose like trying to think of things like to do to really help you look to cope with stress and look at your stress right now. So as I said, look at areas in your lives that maybe need to be, um, you, you need to look at, like there's like, there's your relationships, there's your finances, there's your, uh, your health, like there are big ones that you, you can look at, there's your job, and um, family, and um, your social life, things like that, they're all areas to look at and see like what's missing in them or what's not right, um, and they can give you some kind of starting point maybe to start working on some areas that might need some change or improvement or just to even being aware of where they are and what you can do to kind of make it feel better so if it's your job and it's not making you feel the best right now but you don't you're not in a position to leave it or something like that it's not like I'm saying you need to quit your job and like you know not have money or anything like that but even just being aware that your job isn't like meeting your values and not making you feel good right now and it's causing you a bit of stress it's maybe bringing in something that helps you you know enjoy or look forward to the end of the day or before your day starts that you can do that sets you up well for the day and just kind of builds up a little bit more resilience and for that day so that you can cope better with the stresses from work or the the fact that you're not getting something from your job um so just being aware of the areas in your life that aren't working for you right now is really, really important. Um, so yeah, when it comes to looking after your stress and what needs to be done, I suppose, sleep is a huge one. So like, it's definitely something that has to be prioritized. And I would always like say that to anyone who comes who's feeling stressed and overwhelmed, and I totally get that that can be a hard one to, to get right because you're overwhelmed you're wired and for me if someone had said to me try and sleep better I couldn't even have done if I wanted to I was just so wired so it's about trying to um do a few things that can help you with your sleep quality so getting out for daylight exposure really really helps and it kind of starts to regulate that cortisol which is involved in the circadian rhythm and reduces it at night time and it helps to increase your melatonin at nighttime, which is what you want. That's your sleep hormone. So daylight exposure, there's you the, the light that's in the day, the UV light basically sends messages through your, your eyes and into your brain and starts regulating all of these sleep and wake hormones. So that's one thing that you can do that can support both stress in terms of getting outside for a walk. The daylight exposure makes you feel good. You're getting a little bit of vitamin D and also what's helping regulate your sleep. 
So that's one thing I would always say if you're struggling to sleep. Try get out every like the earlier the better. So like on the daylight exposure, like in in sync with like the sun rising. If you can get up like with the sun rising, that would be amazing because you're kind of uh, working in tune with the circadian rhythm more that way. So that would be really great if you could do that. Um, looking obviously like diet's hugely important when it comes to stress, anxiety, and those kind of things. So you want to be increasing your um complex carbohydrates and um, these contain fiber which are supportive of gut health but they're um, they also contain a lot of other vitamins and b vitamins b vitamins are massively important when it comes to stress and anxiety and um, these are normally um, depleted in terms of when you're stressed and anxious and um, these are involved in like your neurotransmitters like serotonin and GABA and things like that that make you feel good and um, so hugely important to be getting in like your leafy greens and your complex carbohydrates to get in your b vitamins like b12 uh, folate and b6 these are so 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 important and um, like a, a, a supplement can be really really beneficial if if you're going through anxiety and you feel like quite anxious it can be really beneficial similarly magnesium is a great nutrient to look at uh, to, to make sure you're getting enough of that in your diet and um, leafy greens um, your pumpkin seeds and dark chocolate are good sources um, magnesium is just involved in so so many reactions in the body and it's something that we don't store every day so it's getting used up the more stressed we are the more it's, it's used all of the time so um, it's something we have to always keep an eye on low magnesium levels can be associated with bad PMS um, like, and emotional issues and things like that and anxiety as well um, so making sure you're you're basically making sure your your diet is quite diverse. So complex carbohydrates rather than your refined ones. Refined carbohydrates are the carbohydrates that are released very quickly into the bloodstream. So think of your white bread, your white pasta, sweets, chocolate, pastries, things like that. They are released very uh, quickly into the bloodstream and they can cause a sharp increase in blood sugars. Cortisol already elevates your blood sugar so you're kind of having a double whammy there so you don't want to be adding to it so you want to be having foods that keep your blood sugar levels more regulated and this isn't putting the same stress kind of feeling on the body with avoiding alcohol alcoholism a bit of an antidepressant and, and can lead to um like hang hangovers and anxiety basically quite common uh, again it depletes your b vitamins and it depletes zinc I'm sorry depletes uh, magnesium as well um, and other micronutrients that are all involved in like neurotransmitter generation and which help you feel better but if they're being depleted you're not making them so um and caffeine as well is just a stimulant you don't need that extra stimulant if you're already feeling kind of anxious and um, so they'd be kind of areas to look at in your diet um, and just making sure you're getting enough essential fatty acids. So um, we don't make these in the body at all. So we need to be getting these from foods. So um, your oily fish are the best sources and they're so, so important for neurotransmitter regulation and the um, transport of these neurotransmitters and set them off and trigger them. So we really need to have um, enough of those in the diet as well. So you can really see the importance of a really good diet in helping with coping with stress. And that's an, an area that, of course, I work with with my clients is looking at maybe areas that are lacking 
um, what they need to add more of. Like fats are a big thing still for women that they don't eat a lot of fats. So getting your healthy fats into your diet can really, really help because it just it helps with the manufacture of your sex hormones and the production of those. So you're making more um, of your estrogen and your progesterone as well that way. So it's really, really important that you're getting good fats into your diet. And they're also involved in the the protection of the neurotransmitters and, and the transport of those and um, the B vitamins, as I say, and your magnesium. They're key areas to look at. Um, and just a note, like when you're on the pill, these vitamins like B vitamins uh, particularly are uh, depleted. You don't absorb them or um, use them as much. And anxiety can be a big factor or a big symptom for some people on the pill. And that would be the reason because your B vitamins are just depleted. So um, a good quality B methyl, um, methyl B, B complex would be really, really important at that time as well. So there are some areas to really look at in terms of your diet, in terms of to support stress, build up a little bit more resilience and making sure still that you're eating carbohydrates. Don't cut out carbohydrates. They really support the nervous system and they nourish the body and they nourish the adrenal glands and they help to lower the cortisol over time. And But just making sure that they're more of the root starchy vegetables and the complex vegetables or complex carbs that have more fiber in them. And then looking at your sleep, as I mentioned, and then doing something for you every day. So kind of do something that brings you into a state of flow. When you're in that state of flow, time is nearly gone by. You're not noticing what you're doing and that the time the clock has gone by and you're just really like in a moment of just inner kind of peace and contentment. And that can be different for everyone. For some people, it could be picking up a musical instrument and playing it or doing a jigsaw or reading a book. A lot of people find that when they read a book, they get into a state of complete flow and relaxation. And when you're doing something like that, you're straight away bringing down your stress hormones, straight away bringing down that cortisol and you're just really reducing that um, impact on the nervous system and helping your, yourself just feel a lot more calm and grounded. And it's just lovely to have something that helps you do that, that's not a job you're not, you know, doing a tick up, tick the box kind of thing. This is something you actually want to do and enjoy doing. And it brings you those beneficial effects as well. For me, I love going just for a walk and listening to music. That is just one of my favorite things to do every day. That if I do that, I do feel much better. And it definitely brings me into a state of flow. I could stay out all the time and just enjoy the scenery around me. I'm lucky I live in the country, so I have really nice walkways around me. And I love being out in nature and that's my state of flow but everyone has a different state like even for some people it could be putting on makeup and just like in that zone they're like really focused on what they're doing and then just enjoying it and it's just about whatever works for you so even like thinking about that and reflecting on what do you enjoy doing that makes you kind of forget what you're doing and you know just brings you into a state of peace and contentment um, and just goes by without you even noticing so just thinking about that because that can be something you can do that more often then and um, that can really really bring down your stress levels um the other things you can do are then obviously that the targeted things that help support stress and help to bring down the stress response in the body so that could be meditation or yoga uh, those uh, or journaling things like that they're really really helpful things to do that kind of bring you into yourself and 
um, focus on your breath work. Your breath work is hugely important for your nervous system and brings you into that parasympathetic nervous state that is more rest and, rest and digest rather than fight or flight. So those practices are huge, hugely beneficial for that. And they can really help support your digestion then and um, start to bring down those stress hormones that just make you feel more grounded and relaxed and, and calmer. So they'd be a few areas to look at in terms of stress management practices. Um, I find though doing something that you love a really good thing to, to bring into your, to your life. Um, it's just an easy way of reducing your stress. The other thing then is to look at your exercise. You want to be making sure you're doing exercise uh, that you enjoy um, and that yeah, you look forward to doing and that doesn't put too much stress on your body. This is something I'm seeing a lot lately with clients is that they're doing seven day workouts. Uh, they're working out seven days a week and they're doing like a HIIT exercise every day and they're putting huge stress on their body. HIIT exercises are massively stressful on your body um, and it's triggering your stress hormones. And a lot of these people, especially women, are doing these exercises fasted where they're not eating beforehand. And again, this puts a massive amount of stress in your body. You're having to like really increase your cortisol levels to get your blood sugar levels higher um, because you don't have the fuel from, from your carbohydrate stores um, that where it would normally come from. So it's have to basically take it out of um, your muscles and that so that's not what you want to do so um that's an area to if you're someone who is doing a lot of exercises high intensity exercises exercising quite a lot that actually can have negative impacts on your body and can be putting stress on your body and it's interesting like when you start to reduce these levels of exercises uh, your heart rate and all of that can come down and like you can really notice the benefits of that your sleep can improve as well so um, and then over time this can have knock-on effects and improved um reproductive health and men menstrual your menstrual cycle can get more regulated um, and it improves your fertility outcomes and things like that so really important to look at this i know exercise is so so helpful but not to over exercise because that is actually a stressor on the body so doing something you enjoy and doing it in moderation moderation is key when it comes to everything really and um, so moderation is key when it comes to exercise too so making sure you're doing exercise at an enjoyable and moderate pace um three four times a week i suppose is a a good goal to set um Everyone's going to be different again, but if you're doing seven workouts a week at a high rate, high intensity rate, it could be putting a good bit of pressure and stress on your body. So just to consider that as well. Um, and then obviously there's all the other factors in your life, like, as I mentioned, like relationship stress, like relationships and jobs and family life and things like that. But a lot of those things you cannot change. And uh, well, some things you can, but um they have more consequences and they're harder to change. So the, the things that I spoke about there are things that you can do on a daily basis that over time will help you feel better. Like eating leafy greens in one day, it's not going to stop you feeling anxious. Like, let's be real. It's not like that. It's what you do on a daily basis over time, building these habits and behaviors over time that start to make the difference. So, um, yeah, I feel like I rambled a lot there on stress and hormones and all of that and different areas of stress and where it can arise but I'm hoping that it got you thinking maybe that stress doesn't have to be physical um, and it doesn't have to be emotional either sorry it, like stress can be like physical stresses and it can also it can be um stuff that's happening to you every single day so just to be aware of that and to look at areas in your life that might be impacting you um 
I am going to be having someone on soon talking about uh, the impacts of relationships on your your mental health and your physical health so that would be a good one for 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 people to listen to and um, because it is really important to be aware of like the people that you're surrounding yourself with that the effect that they're having on your health and um, because they really really do it's more than just and um, again like when I come I keep bringing it back to stress it doesn't have to be like a trauma there's there's so many small things that can ca- cause stress on you or put stress on your body or how you perceive stress so I hope this was um, again a helpful episode for you and that you are maybe just might get you thinking a little bit more about areas in your life that might need to be looked at and even if it just gets you thinking of doing something for yourself every day that gets you into a state of flow so bringing something back if you're someone that used to play piano when you were younger and loved it or if you painted when you were younger or you know like to um, if you did horse riding something like that might bring you back to something that you used to enjoy doing as a kid like kids you know they're in a state of bliss and free and flow and they just you can just see that when they're you know painting a picture or drawing or reading they really are in the moment and they're not that stressed really compared to the way we are so we need to take it I suppose a look at like what they're doing and they're doing something that they enjoy every day a lot of the time we're spending our day ticking off boxes and trying to do things that like we have to do but sometimes doing something just for just the love of it and how it makes us feel that can be just as important to add into your life so think about that like and and what like you like to do and what maybe you like to do as a child what you like to do now so yeah I'll stop now on this when I get this far but uh yeah I hope you find this helpful if you did I'd appreciate again just sharing it letting people know and you know a lot of people are going through stress right now so I think this could be a helpful episode for people to listen to to understand that firstly it's normal to feel stressed but there is some things that you can do to help yourself feel better and cope with it and be a little bit more resilient to it so again thank you so so much for listening and I'll be back next week with another episode take care everyone